this could be, uh, it's gonna get up there with stupid stuff that I've ever done. I am sick. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? Wasn't he sick when he recorded that episode about memories, fucking nightmare memories or whatever the fuck he had? That was physical pain. This is just me being sick. (laughs) But I waited way too long to release a new episode. So I'd rather have voice cracks. I'd rather have pain in my throat. And I'd rather sound like I've been smoking for 80 years. But I get to release a fucking episode. Then to just fucking wait and wait and wait and wait. Because fucking hell, that's all I do nowadays. So I hope you enjoy my voice. Nonetheless, I'll try to soothe it. And sit down and listen to the episode. A follow-up to my KISS episode. Where I went to Berlin on a bus. Got out of the bus. Walked straight to the concert. Waited for eight, ten hours for the concert to start. Saw the concert, walked back to the bus station, and went straight back to Sweden. Don't believe me? Listen to the episode I have. Listen to the episode. It's already out. This is the follow-up. Will I be able to live up to it? Well, I mean, I got crashing cars. I got... Painting yourself in a fucking arena toilet that everyone sees. (coughs) And I got meeting Kiss in person. You tell me if I live up. Hola, amigos, and welcome to The Strange Perspective. Welcome to my podcast. Holy shit, that hurt. <coughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's a one take. That's a fucking one take. I ain't doing that shit again. <coughs> Welcome, amigos. I'm I'm fucking sorry that there's so much of a break between episodes. It, it, there's so much shit happening in my personal life. And when it finally comes down... I get sick. I've had troubles with my back, and now I'm, I've been sick for a week. But <laughs> I got to put out episodes sooner, sooner rather than later, right? So let's get to it. What did I do right now? I paid 16,000 crowns, approximately $1,600. American dollars for a VIP ticket to see Kiss. So let's start the story, huh? Just like a lot of concerts and a lot of us have done, I bought these tickets before the pandemic started. For those of you who don't know, Kiss is on their final tour ever, end of the road tour. And it's been going on for a couple of years. But it's at the tail end of the tour. And during this tour, I saw them in Berlin. I can't remember exactly what year it was. It was either 2019 or 2020. I think it was 2020. I saw them in Berlin. Now, I won't go into that. I have I already made a podcast episode about it. I recommend you listen to it before you listen to this one. If you haven't listened to it, pause this. Go, go search. Go fucking browse through my episode files. Look for the one where I go to Kiss in Berlin. 
I promise you, we won't regret it. Listen to it. Go back to this one. So I bought two sets of tickets. One ticket. <clears throat> one ticket was to see my um, to see Kiss with some of my absolute closest friends, my pillars. And I wanted to do this because when I was in Berlin, while it was one of the best concerts I have ever seen, it was bittersweet because when I looked around, I had no one to, to celebrate with. I had no one to sing with. I had no one to enjoy such a wonderful concert with. So I promised myself that that was not going to happen again. I was going to watch Kiss. But this time with my pillars next to me. And I, I did that. I successfully did that. And it was fucking magic, just like it always is. It's Kiss. What I love about seeing Kiss live is that they're just as much about the actual show as they are for the music. They care so much about the show, as in there are fireworks, there's pyro, there's, there's Paul Stanley going from the stage out to the middle of the arena. There's so much show that no matter how much you like Kiss music, you will get entertainment from this. <laughs> so seeing, getting to see them with my pillars and close friends meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me. And for this concert, I, for the first time ever, painted my face in the form of my favorite KISS makeup and my favorite KISS member, Eric Carr, the Fox. I will not sit down and explain it. If you haven't seen it or what it is, I urge you to Google it. Eric Carr, that's two R's at the end, the Fox. I have furry art of Kane in, in this makeup made by the wonderful and talented Miles at Mangayog at Twitter. And I seeing back on those pictures, me having that makeup on with and, and, and being able to see them with my closest friends, it is wonderful for me. Truly a, a, a memory for life. But that was Saturday when I got to see them. For you see, four days after that, I knew that I was going to see Kiss again, this time in Gothenburg. And this time I was going alone because I bought VIP tickets to see Kiss. Keep in mind, this is the third time ever I see them live and most likely the only time or the last time then I'll see them live. <clears throat> so I, I get ready for this concert. And the day I leave, I was supposed to leave on a Tuesday to meet up with a friend, stay over at her place, and then the next day, see Kiss, then go back to my friend, and the day after that, travel home by car. But because of unforeseen circumstances, I could not go and visit my friend which sucked because I really miss her. I couldn't go see her 
and I didn't know if I could go see Kiss. I won't go into the reasons why. And it was devastating because I had waited for so long and paid so much money for this to happen, only for it to be canceled the day before or the very same day. I had anxiety. I could feel depression kicking in, but I had hope. The next day, I find out that I can go. And so I decide to. I wake up early. I get dressed. I get ready. Let's go to Gothenburg. And I get into that fucking car, and I think to myself, in a couple of hours, in a short few hours, in six, seven hours, you're going to see Kiss. So I get into that fucking car, and I start driving. Now, here comes the first big part of the story, huh? I do not recommend this. <coughs> On the way to Gothenburg, like a fucking idiot that I am, I get distracted. Um, as can happen to any of us driving. Of course, that's not supposed to happen. But, I mean, hell, anything. It's happened to the best of us. And while this is happening, all of a sudden, I feel a huge push coming from the side, coming from my side, the driver's side. And this push is so big that I fly up in the air and surprised as fuck. And it just whiplash me back into reality. And I'm looking around like, what the fuck was that? Of course, there was a barricade that goes along the road. What had happened was that I was slowly drifting to the side, in this case, the left side, and I hit the barricade. So, <laughs> and I hit it with such force at such speed that it propelled me up into the air. And when I land and get my bearings, the first thought I have is, son of a bitch, my brand new fucking car. Not the most ideal, but I had no cars around me. I had uh, no, no one was put in danger. This was not in the city. This was on a fucking road. And just knowing that I might have damaged a fucking car put this fucking stone in my stomach. The car's new. My wallet could not really take any sort of damage. So I call one of my pillars and I tell them what's happening. While I'm searching for a fucking gas station, which never fucking shows up, never shows up, and, <laughs> and we're talking for like a fucking hour, finally I get to drive off the road, I get to look, and lo and behold, nothing, no damage to the car, and I can breathe again, <laughs> just a sense of fucking hell. I almost trashed my car, get into the car, finish the conversation with her, and drive to Gothenburg. Focused, tunnel vision, all the way to Gothenburg. And I arrive. <coughs> and I arrive. I arrive at a parking spot, I go up the stairs, and I think to myself, should I bring the face paint? I took the face paint with me and I had him in a bag. And finally at Gothenburg, I'm thinking to myself, 
should I f paint my face? And I come to the conclusion, no, I should not. So I don't, I don't bring the bag with me. I get up, uh, up from the parking spot. I leave the building, look around thinking, so where's the concert? And right in front of me, there's the concert. <laughs> no problem. Oh, okay, cool. Walk across, go to McDonald's because it's the only fucking restaurant I can fucking afford. Go to the VIP entrance and I just stand there and I'm thinking to myself, in one hour, they're going to open these doors. It's, it's 3 p.m. In one hour, they're going to open these doors and I'll get the VIP treatment. Fast forward 45 minutes and my phone lights up and it's Twitter. Now, when I went to the concert on Saturday with my friends, I, and I painted my face, I responded to a tweet from Paul Stanley where he said, hey, Stockholm, are you ready for us? <coughs> Me and my face paint a selfie that I took. Respond to that and I write, ready as I'll ever be. 15 minutes before they open these fucking doors, the phone lights up, it's Twitter, and it's Paul fucking Stanley liking my selfie with the Eric Carr face paint. And I want to take my fucking phone and throw it to the other side because I'm so fucking pissed at myself that I did not bring with me my fucking face paint. He liked the face paint. <coughs> so I'm like, you brought the fucking thing with you. Why didn't you just take it from the car? So you could paint up as Eric Carr. Anyway, so we go in. They, they give me the, the badge that I need. Uh, apparently, me and another person were the only ones to buy gold VIP tickets. Everyone else bought silver or the levels beneath that. Uh, I only know this because the person, I can't remember his name, but the, the dude was so service-minded. It was incredible. He helped me so much, as you will list, as you will hear throughout the story. So he tells me, like, hey, man, here, here's the badge. You're one of two gold members. All you need to do is wait here, and we'll fix the rest. No problem. First thing that happens is they open the door for the arena, we go down, I go all the way to the front of the stage. <coughs> all the way to the front. And there, standing in front of me, just a couple of minutes later after I arrive, Paul Stanley, <laughs> Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, all of them in just normal clothes, no face paint, nothing. They get up on stage, here comes Gene Simmons. Sadly, he tripped. But he made a funding thing out of it. That's what I love about him. He 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 can certainly. Uh, you, it's when the time calls for it, he doesn't take himself too serious. Let's say that. And that was the first treat. It was a sound check, where they play classic Kiss songs, that you won't hear during the concert. Now I can't remember all of them, but it was. 
It was going blind. It, oh, fuck, that's the only one I remember, sadly. It was going blind. It was, uh, ah, fuck me, I I, I can't remember. But it was was a bunch of classic Kiss songs. It was great. They took, um, they took uh, questions from the audience, and sadly, they only took five, and one of the first questions someone had was, how are you feeling? Which felt like the biggest fucking waste of a question. But the thing is, I was asked, do you want to ask any questions? And I said, no, I don't know what I could think of. And of course, of fucking course, after they leave, all these fucking questions pop into my head. Hey, Tommy, how do you feel that a lot of like old school Kiss fans won't acknowledge that you're the spaceman because you're not Ace Freely? Hey, Eric Singer, how do you feel about not having more songs to sing in the latest two albums? Would you like to have more? Or during this tour, would you like to have more where you could sing maybe classic Peter Chris songs? How about that? Hey, Paul, you talked before about Kiss. When you finish, other people take over the makeup. Is this something you would like to do? Hey, Gene, how do you feel now about the 80s era of Kiss? Do you still kind of not like it or have you changed your mind all these fucking questions pop into my head that i could have asked and none of them popped into my head when they were on fucking stage (coughs) 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 i'm not taking these out these fucking coughs by the way because this is part of the fucking experience this is the shit i do because i care because i fucking care about this podcast so do you leave the stage and the same, the same service-minded guy that I was talking about before tells me, wait here, because you're going to touch and hold their boots. While he went to pick them up, the staff of the actual arena wanted to kick me the fuck out, because they've been told that everyone has to fucking leave. So while they're going, you have to leave right fucking now. I keep going. But this guy told me I had to stay. I don't know what to do. If I leave, I don't know if I get to touch the fucking boots. I want to touch the boots. So it it, it wasn't too much drama. It's not like they were trying to carry me off and I was with my nails just scraping by to hold on. (coughs) But I was worried that I was going to get kicked out. Finally, the service-minded guy shows up. And I get to hold Gene's and Paul's boots. Let me tell you, these fucking things weigh so much that I'm holding them and I'm just going, how the fuck do you play in these? And it just, it, uh, I didn't think it was possible, but uh, it it amps up my... uh, (laughs) My fandom even more. And the service-minded guy goes, so, I mean, a lot of, a lot of questions they get is, how, how, you, how usual, how often do you trip and sprain your ankle or because you misstep or because these boots are too heavy? And the answer is all the fucking time. All the time. And I'm holding these boots and uh, sadly I didn't get to wear them. But I'm not sad over that because I sweat a lot. Let's leave it at that. Now, I explained to this guy, listen, 
I know we're not allowed to leave the arena because you've already blipped our tickets. You've already took taken our tickets. You have... Uh, we are locked inside this arena. But here's the thing. Right across this arena... This is what I'm telling the service manager. Right across this arena, there's a parking garage. And there is my car, and in that car is face paint. I wanted to paint up as Eric Carr the Fox, but I was not, I wasn't sure how they would react, if they would enjoy that or not. Maybe they would take offense because I'm not painting up as any of the, um, of the four KISS members, you know, Catman, Spaceman, Star Child, or Demon. And this guy looks at me and with this face of, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course they would love that. And he goes, fuck it, man. It's right across the arena, right? I'll help you. And he takes me around to this, to this other door, opens up and he goes, go get your face paint. I'll be here waiting for you. And I fucking did. I ran across to the other building, got my face paint, ran back, and he was right there waiting for me. And I was blown away by the service of this guy. Blown away. <coughs> so what do I do, huh? I find out that in two hours, we're all going to meet up for a photo op with Kiss. So what do I do? I go into the public bathroom of the stadium... A uh, public bathroom for both for for both genders, meaning that anyone can enter. And the first thing they'll see is my stupid ass in front of a mirror, painting my face in kiss makeup. Because that's exactly what I did. I just painted my face in the public bathroom. Of course, several people came in, stopped in their tracks when they saw me, and went, "Okay, cool." I joke that only in a fucking Kiss concert will someone use a public bathroom to paint their entire fucking face and no one gives a shit. (laughs) (coughs) But that's what I did. (coughs) (coughs) It took me 40, 45 minutes. And for the second time ever, I painted my face. In the style of Eric Carr. I leave. I leave the bathroom with my painted face. And I go to the bar. And I have one drink. I got so many compliments. On my face paint. It felt so fucking good to be in that arena with so many KISS fans. And I got comments like, now that's a real Kiss fan. I got comments like, that was fucking awesome. How often have you done it? It's my second time ever. One, uh, uh, no, uh, two people came up to me. They they were there. They were there at the same time. It was someone's uh, father-in-law and him. He bought the tickets for him. And he told me that he was a fan since 1975. But he had never seen Kiss before. And I'm I'm just shocked. Since 1975, you've never been you've, and you've never seen them live. Oh, buddy, you're in for a treat. And he goes, and remember, this is an older gentleman. He goes to me and he asks, listen, I, I, I shouldn't ask this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. 
do they start the concert with you wanted the best, you got the best? And there's this hope of glimmer in his eyes. And I tell him, I'm not answering that. And he goes, ah, oh. I'm like, listen, listen, listen. I'm not answering that. But prepare yourself for the best concert of your damn life. Because I knew the answer. I knew the answer. It's 8 o'clock, and we're all meeting up now. We're all meeting up for the photo op. And I, all these thoughts are going through my mind. I'm going to meet Kiss. And hopefully I get to shake their hands, and I'm going to take a photo with them. We all meet up. They open the door, and we all flood down to the basement of the arena. We all stand in line, and after a short while, I see Tommy in the face paint and the, and the getup. I see Paul, I see Gene, I see Eric, and they're all standing there, ready to take a photo with you. So we stand there in line, we're waiting, and this is the first disappointment of the fucking night. This one hurt. For you see, the first thing they tell you is Kiss is standing on the line. On the ground, there is a pink duct tape. Stand in front of that line, look into the camera, do your pose, then get out. Do not talk to them. Do not look at them. Do not say anything to them. Stand in front of the line, take the photo, Get out. And I am devastated by this. I don't even get to say anything to them. I don't get to shake their hands. I don't get to... No, zero interaction. Now, before I get any fucking bullshit for this, I get it. I get why you don't shake their hands. They're on a fucking world tour. They can't risk getting sick or catching anything. Got it. You can't talk to them. You can't even say, Gene... Thank you for, for giving me motivation to play the bass. Paul, thank you for creating lyrics that has motivated me through life. Tommy, thank you for taking up the mantle of the Spaceman and making sure this band could continue long enough for me to see them live. Eric, thank you for jumping in when my favorite drummer sadly passed away and made sure that Kiss had the energy and the rhythm to continue. I can't say any of that shit. No, you can't. No. Do you, so there won't be any misconception. This isn't Kiss telling us this. This is the, the roadies or, or the crew telling us this. Kiss did not say this. But the crew told us this in that manner. Duct tape, red line, stand in front, don't look at them, don't talk to them, get out. What are you supposed to do? So I make the best out of the situation. I'm like the third person to take the photo. I go up to the, I go up, don't talk to them or anything. Remember, I'm wearing my Fox Eric Carr makeup. I stand in front of the line. I look up the camera and I do the hand sign. Not the devil horns, but the one I use in all my pictures and all my selfies and as Kane. It's the same hand sign that Gene does. It's basically the Spider-Man hand sign. I take the photo and I go, all right, I guess that's it. 
But before I leave, Eric, I can't, I couldn't hear exactly what he said. It sounded like he said, that was the right move. And I look back and I look at him. The moment I do that, the crew were like, I, I, come on, come on, what, did I, what did we say? Let's go. And I said, excuse me, what was that? And he goes, I think he said again, that was the right move. I don't know if he referred to my makeup or if he referred to my hand sign, but after that, he gave me a thumbs up. So I did get some interactions. So fuck you, crew. Got my hand back, felt pretty fucking good. And I left. And after that was done, that was the VAP experience. Immediately after, I go into the golden circle. I wait for the concert to begin. And it does. All right, Gothenburg. You one of the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss! And I immediately think to this elderly gentleman and how happy he was that he just got transported back to 1975. Was it worth it? Was the money worth the VIP experience? Most people would say no. I say yes. Because looking back in the, in the pictures that, that I took with them, I am happy that I, that I get to have that. It's a lot of money. But money was meant to be spent. And that was my KISS VIP experience. The concert itself, just like always, pure magic. But I gotta go now, amigos, because my voice can't really take much more of this. <coughs> I hope you enjoyed the story, and as always, adios!